Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. And this is episode number 65, which is the 13th episode of the spring slash summer 2022 series. The 13th episode means we have a trivia game. So how this is going to work is that there are going to be 13 questions, overall 13. 13 to me is a great number because Being 13, I think, is a really great age. So much is going on, so many possibilities. And if anybody is 13 and struggling at that time, there's also a lot of resources that you can refer to, whether it be at home or at school in your community. Please check out all the resources you can to best support your growth, your growing up, whatever is going on. So 13 questions which they'll either be like a multiple choice question or true false. And I'm going to have a visual if you're able to watch this through my YouTube channel, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. Go to that. I will pause as long as I can. When I ask a question or make a statement, I'll pause. And you can then look or guess for the correct answer and see if it's correct once it's shown and once it's said by me. Also, if you'd like to have access to this trivia game, I will put a link into this episode's description if you already have an account to do that, to have access to this game. So without any further ado, let's start the game. There will be, again, a total of 13 questions slash comments. So the first question slash comment is one healthy way to tell your friend that they have a yucky body odor is pretending they don't smell yucky by talking with them privately and with kind words, refusing to sit by your friend during lunch or by laughing at them. One healthy way to tell your friend that they have a yucky body odor is pretending they don't smell yucky by talking with them privately and with kind words, refusing to sit by your friend during lunch, or by laughing at them. And the correct answer is, one healthy way to tell your friend that they have a yucky body odor is by talking with them privately and with kind words. Think about it. At one point in our life, aren't we all going to have a yucky body odor? Therefore, one of the kindest way for a friend to tell us is to have them speak with us privately and with kind words. Actually, I'll even tell some of my students, my younger students, to share with their friend that, hey, we're both going through puberty. And sometimes I also have a yucky smell. We all smell sometimes. Pretending that they don't have that yucky smell sometimes can not be helpful because other people might make fun of them 
And we certainly don't want to laugh at them too or make fun of them. So those aren't the best answers. And refusing to sit by your friend during lunch isn't helpful at all. That's hurtful. That's not being a friend. So again, the healthy way to tell a friend that they have a yucky body odor is to talk with them privately and with kind words. Next question, really true, false statement. It is recommended that adults talk with young people about how to handle feelings. It is recommended that we talk with young people about how to handle feelings. Dr. Marnie Summer, who was on episode 54, actually talked about how the girls she spoke with for her book, her book called The Girl's Guide, A Girl's Guide, she mentioned that a lot of the girls expressed having a variety of feelings. So true or false, is it recommended to talk with young people about how to handle feelings? And the correct answer is true. We all need to figure out how to handle feelings. All of us, we have feelings for human beings. Next question, number three. Something most boys experience during puberty includes hair growth in their genital area, their vocal cords stretching, wet dreams, which are also called nocturnal emissions, or all answers are correct. So something that most boys experience during puberty includes hair growth in their genital area, their vocal cord stretching, wet dreams, which are also called nocturnal emissions, or all answers are correct. And the correct answer is, they're all correct. Actually, everybody gets hair in their genital area. Some people are going to have more hair than others. It's part of being a human being. For vocal cords, usually all of us have a little bit of a stretching of the vocal cords. It's more noticeable, usually for most boys. Wet dreams, also called nocturnal emissions, that happens when semen is released from a penis. Typically, this happens when somebody is asleep. That's why we call it a wet dream. They wake up and their bed is wet. So for most boys, they're going to experience this. I mean, some forget about it as they're older. Some will have more memories. It might not happen though, but it is something that's more typical for boys going through puberty. So again, all answers are correct here. Most boys experience hair growth in the genital area, vocal cord stretching, and wet dreams. Next question. True or false? Although you may not have been taught this, children have the right to not hug people when they don't want to. True or false? Although you may not have been taught this, children have the right to not hug people when they don't want to. And this is from the episode number 56, in which Kevin, a former college student of mine, who's now a dad of three children, he talked about how to handle when a child of his doesn't want to hug a family member. And that's a really challenging situation for a parent. Yet, before we go over the correct answer here, let me say the statement again. Although you, like Kevin, was not taught this, children have the right to not hug people when they don't want to. And the correct answer is 
True. I understand that we want our children to hug other family members. However, think about it this way. If you're really not in the mood to touch somebody or have somebody touch you, wouldn't you want the right to say no? And we start this this behavior of saying no when children are younger in which they have boundaries. So sometimes we're just in a weird mood. Other times we just don't like to hug people. Some kids and adults don't like to hug people and that's okay. So this is where we start teaching young people about consent and they have the right to say no. Next question. Regarding puberty talks, parents and other caregivers have no resources to refer to, are not allowed to know what is taught in schools, should be told what and when is taught about puberty upon request, or all of these are correct. Regarding puberty talks, like when they happen in the school setting, parents and other caregivers have no resources to refer to, are not allowed to know what is taught in schools, should be told what and when is taught about puberty upon request, or all of these are correct. And the correct answer is, parents and other caregivers should be told what and when is taught about puberty upon request. So in other words, if I'm teaching fifth graders about puberty, the changes that are going on, not just the physical, but we can talk about all the things preteen and adolescence, uh, all the stuff that's going to happen during those years. Parents and other caregivers have a right to know what's going on in the classroom. They have a right to know what's going to be discussed. If you're listening in and you don't know what's going on in your local schools, reach out to them. Talk to the director of the health education program. If there's a nurse that's teaching something about puberty, ask to talk to the nurse or the supervisor of the nurse. Um, always first go to the person talking to the children. And then if you're not getting a response, you can go to an administrator. Yet to me, I want to share what's going on in the classroom because I want to work as a team member with parents and other caregivers. We're supposed to all be helping with the wellness of children and acting as a team. Next question. What is true about emotions? There are no bad feelings slash emotions. Everyone needs to figure out how to cope with yucky feelings. Talking with someone is a healthy way to cope with emotions. Or all of these things are correct. So what is true about emotions? There are no bad feelings slash emotions. Everyone needs to figure out how to cope with yucky feelings. Talking with someone is a healthy way to cope with emotions, or all of these things are true slash correct. And the correct answer is all of these are correct. Regarding bad feelings, quote unquote, there are no bad feelings. Bad implies that something is wrong, but a feeling is not wrong. Although you can feel wrong, that's for sure. But feelings aren't good or bad. They are what they are. And they tell us things. One of the jobs we need to do on this planet in our bodies is figuring out what our body is feeling and then figure out why it's feeling that way. And then, of course, how to cope the best way we can with those feelings. So everyone needs to figure out how to cope with feelings, including those yucky ones, those ones that we often don't like. And then talking with someone 
is a great way to cope with feelings. If you are a person that likes to talk with others, sometimes it's just saying it out loud to another person and you feel like the feeling isn't as intense. Next question. True or false? This is number seven. Loving our bodies includes taking care of our bodies and sometimes not liking our bodies. Loving our bodies includes taking care of our bodies and sometimes not liking a part of our bodies. True or false? And the answer is true. We need to take care of our bodies. That's part of loving ourselves, whether it be having healthy foods and other foods in moderation, moving our bodies, taking care of our heart and, and our muscles, all that. But sometimes, sometimes we don't like our bodies. Sometimes we have to learn to accept certain things. Like I have my inheritance of my hips. That's my inheritance early in life. And I don't always like them. Depends upon my mood, but loving my body means I still take care of the parts that I don't always like. By the way, I usually do like my hips, but I say that because I know as we go through puberty, some people don't like some of the, the body shape changes. And I want to be a role model to share that hips pretty cool for my body. That's just part of who I am. Again, it's my inheritance. Next question. Number eight. True or false, when asked about sex, children should be lied to. When asked about sex, children should be lied to. And the correct answer is false. For the episode with Dan Rice, he had written a book, too, about talking to children and teens about sex. He talks about the need to talk honestly with young people about sex. If you're hesitant about doing so, or if you're a young person, you're hesitant about talking with an adult about sex, figure out the best way. And you can practice by writing it down first on a piece of paper or typing it up. Figure out a way to start asking questions or start a conversation. Actually, check out the Talk Puberty app. There is a section with questions that there's one question about what sex is in which children, they're going to hear it if they haven't heard it already, something about sex. We hear it in songs. We unfortunately see it in so many different uh, media uh uh, media sources. I'm sorry, I just get like stuck on this because I was watching a repeat of a show that I actually like and the amount of sexual imagery that's in there, I'm sometimes amazed. I don't like it for that reason. I like it because there's a storyline that goes along with it, but I'm amazed at how much sexuality is shown in there and children are seeing it. Even look at local ads, they see things. So if children are asking questions, be honest with them. You don't have to go into so much detail. Actually, you can gauge how your child is, is showing you nonverbal language. Like if you've already asked enough questions or you said enough, and you can even say, do you want to know more? Okay, so next question. Number nine, true or false? Bark is an app 
that monitors texting and different social networks for potential safety concerns. True or false, Bark is an app that monitors texting and different social networks for potential safety concerns. And the answer is true. It's incredible how many guests on the Puberty Prof podcast have mentioned this app, Bark. So Amy Lang is one of the people that brought it up, but there are others in which if you want to monitor a child's phone or what they're doing on the computer, check out the app and you'll be able to find a variety of things. There is a cost for the app. However, it can give you peace of mind in which that's priceless. Next question. Number 10. The clitoris is a part of the vulva. The clitoris is a part of the vulva. True or false? And this was from Janelle. We had a conversation about body parts, including talking about the clitoris. So the clitoris is part of the vulva. And the correct answer is true. What's interesting is sometimes even health teachers don't talk about that as being part of the reproductive system for most girls, yet it is a sensitive part that most girls have. Sometimes I think some of the hesitancy that people have with it is because it's more associated with sexual pleasure. We don't talk about it, yet it's a part of the body. So why don't we talk honestly about it? Next question. Question 11, true or false? Preparing children includes being honest about real life events, including what to expect at the doctor's office. So true or false, preparing children includes being honest about real life events, including what to expect at the doctor's office. And the correct answer is true. If you're taking a child to a doctor's office or an other medical professional, attempt to prep them beforehand to explain what's going to happen. If they're going to an appointment that deals with a reproductive system in which different parts might be looked at by a medical professional, talk with your child about it beforehand. Jen, she's the one that has 18 children. She talks about how she talks to her children about what to expect in life. She attempts to be, have them be prepared as best as possible. Number 12, true or false? There is an increase in exposure to substances, including alcohol, as a person ages. There is an increase in exposure to substances, including alcohol, as a person ages. So increase to ex in exposure, what that means is that you have more direct contact with something like alcohol. And the correct answer is, it is unfortunately true. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. It's not unfortunate. I mean, alcohol is, is there and people can have a positive relationship with alcohol. What I mean by that is that they're not using it as a negative coping tool. They're not overindulging in it. They're not hurting their bodies with it. If they enjoy the taste and they're of legal age to use alcohol or another substance, that they're doing it responsibly. So as a person ages, like from a child to preteen to teen, unfortunately, that's where the unfortunate part in my eyes 
goes that they do see more and more, they might be exposed to it more and more by peers, friends, siblings, or they might even be going into their own family, um, their cabinet and having exposure to it. They're also going to see it more in movies as well as TV shows or other media sources. So be aware of that. And as Bobby talked about in the episode here, uh, it was episode number 64 he was realistic to say, we need to talk honestly with young people about these substances. And the last question, last but not least, the Talk Puberty app helps to start and continue talks about puberty, aligns with the book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, has another version for talks with youth called the Talk Before Sex app, or all answers are correct. So the Talk Puberty app helps to start and continue talks about puberty, aligns with the book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, has another version for talks with youth called the Talk Before Sex app, where all answers are correct. And the correct answer is, they're all correct. The people that have used the app to talk with children or to remember what puberty is about, they say that they actually forget about certain things and then looking at the app with the questions and then answers, it reminds them what it's like to go through puberty or what they need to talk to a child about or what they're going to be going through if they're a young person. And it does align with the book that I wrote, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, which did win the Mom's Choice Award. I'm really proud about that. There is an app too to talk with teenagers or preteens, and that is called the Talk Before the Letter B and the Number Four before sex app, I created that because I wanted to have a tool for people that they can start talking before they actually have the act of sex. So, and this is one way, like some people are like, I don't know how to have a conversation. Well, get the app and check it out and have a conversation with someone. That's why it was created. I really believe in effective communication, especially when you need to ensure that you have consent by all parties. So with that, you can see on the podium, there is a first place winner, and that is the puberty prop, which is me, because I just played against myself, and I only had one person in the room myself, so congratulations to myself. So this concludes the end of the trivia game, episode 65, and I again thank all of my guests that have been on the episodes for the spring slash summer 2022 series. I really do thank you. And I hope that you enjoyed playing this, this game, this trivia game that reviewed some information about puberty and other growing up topics. I really do hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening in. And may you have a happy and healthy day. Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow the Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by the Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. Until next time. 
This is the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. 